Welcome to the Promo Cares Radio Podcast, where we share the stories about the good being done in the promotional products industry. From philanthropic efforts to cause marketing to giving programs, these are the people who are inspiring others to improve the world through promo. To learn more about Promo Cares, visit promocares.org. Now, on with today's show. Hello, Promo Cares Radio. Welcome. Here we are again, and our special guest today. I'm pointing this way, but sometimes you're this way. I never know. I feel like here's Kevin McCracken. And he's with um, Social Imprints out of San Francisco. So welcome to our show. Thanks for your thanks, time. Thanks for having me. So you are Director of Business Development and co-founder of this really super cool company. I am. Yeah. We, and we uh, like that, all that you're doing. So Roger, our, our co-founder, reached out um, and just said, I like what you're doing and we'd love to have you on the show. So we were just going to talk through a couple different things and, and get to know Kevin better. Excellent. <laughs> So um, the first question that I used to ask that I haven't asked since this whole stupid COVID thing was when you get to the airport and you've gone through your security, and so you're all checked in, there's no stress, and before you get on the plane, what do you do in between that time? That is a good question. So usually I try to scout out somewhere to get uh, a snack and a magazine. Um, and what kind of magazine do you read? It really depends. I actually am like, I'm a, I'm super, I'm like a, I'm like, a, you know, if it's on the internet, I'm like clickbait king. So, you know, <laughs> if I see, if I see something I like that's interesting, um, I'll grab it. I, I like to pretend that it's always like the economist or something yeah, you know, very smart. fancy, but yeah. um, you know, I mean, sometimes it's like a, it's, you know, music magazine or, you know, like a, you know, just something like less sort of involved where I don't have to think about it. And, yeah. um, and then I just get something, you know, light to kind of snack on, you know, nothing usually crazy, just like a bag of chips or something, you know? Yeah. And then, um, and in San Francisco, I can get some fancy snacks on the way out. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I generally fly Alaska. So we've got the new terminal two with the fancy snack areas. So, oh, um, and then, and then I sit down and maybe do one last round of email checks before I get on the plane and, because yeah. as we know, Wi-Fi is not always reliable on an airplane. So, right, exactly. Um, and then I call my wife right before I get on. That's perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I My favorite one so far is um, Hirsch out of uh, Texas. He yeah. always gets the USA Today. He still gets the newspaper. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's amazing. USA Today. That's awesome. All right. So let's talk a little bit about social good and giving back and all of that. Is there a time okay. that you can point to in your life where you feel like uh, that kind of caught on fire for you? Uh, yeah. So um, in terms of uh, giving back, I mean, I... I had a super great role model in my father. And I mean, up until COVID, um, he was still um, volunteering twice a week at Catholic Charities in, in Santa Rosa, doing intakes for undocumented people to get shelter. So, um, you know, that was definitely, it was like a part of growing up and, you know, and quite honestly, and, you know, I don't mind talking about this as well. He passed away recently. And oh, wow. so not COVID related. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, and it was, it was expected, but also sudden. So, um, but he, he really like throughout my whole life, my parents are incredibly inclusive. They were like the family where all the kids hung out at our house and they never turned anyone away. And if somebody didn't have somewhere to go on, on a holiday, like Thanksgiving, we, they would get the invite to sit at our table. You know, and that was just kind of, so it was really just a part of like integrated into my DNA, you know, um, what kind of, pivoted that to my work was, you know, just personal sort of, uh, 
experiences. So I'm, we hire at Social Imprints individuals that have barriers to employment. So whether it's people that are formerly incarcerated or in recovery, um, individuals that have been on and off public assistance or have less than a high school diploma, um, we, that's kind of where we focus our hiring practices. And we do hiring not only in our production and warehouse facilities, but in you know, sales, graphics, uh, you know, every, pretty much every department that we, that we have, uh, we have employees that have come in through what we call like our mission program. And, um, for me personally, I'm sober going on 22 years. Okay. So it's, it's really like part of how I can give back to my community in a super meaningful way. It's not, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, like, you know, let's hope that me talking to people makes them feel better. Like, you know, and so um, it, making it tangible over the last uh, 11 years, you know, with this business and before that in a nonprofit um, has been really meaningful for me. And, you know, kind of go like, I, I feel like now, especially with my dad passing away, like the, you know, the whole, um, like it, it's kind of honoring him in some way too. So, you know, Absolutely. I mean, it, it will definitely keep me going for, for at least the, the, the short term. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm sorry for your loss. That's never, I'm yeah. tight with my dad, man. I talked yeah. to him today. Like, I yeah, that's how we were. So I, yeah. I, yeah, that's, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, I, you know, grief comes in waves and today's honestly been a good day, yeah. you know, so I'm glad we're doing the podcast today, yeah. but there's been a couple of days over the last few weeks where I've been just like, like on the floor, literally right. cannot get up, like, just like, you know, yeah. um, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard losing anyone close to you really. And, you know, Absolutely. right now with all that's going on, I like, I have an incredibly large, you know, amount of empathy and sympathy for people that are going through this as well. So, you know, we're, right. we're in it together. I mean, like, yep. that's no joke. And go through the waves together too. I was the same yep. way last night and I haven't had any direct contact even with COVID or any death yeah. since, yeah. you know, and I'm the same way. I'm just like, what is happening? Like, is I there, know. are we in the matrix? Like, is there some <laughs> bug? Like what's happening? It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for now, my mom always said, do good for others and you'll feel better. <laughs> I, I believe that. Like, yeah, I agree. Keep, keep I agree. shining your light. Definitely. Yes. Yep. Um, so tell us a little bit about social imprints as a company and how that started. I think you started 2008, right? You said we when, did. Yeah. yeah. That was the yeah. same year that I started my distributorship. In awesome. Um, and you know, really it was in October. So we kind of, you know, we, we tend to peg like 2009 as our first mm -hmm. year, but, um, but yeah, we incorporated in October of 2008, which was the same, like literally we incorporated in two weeks later, my daughter was born. So I kind of have two milestones together. Um, and so w essentially Jeff Scheinbein and I, who's the co-founder, um, worked for an organization in San Francisco called, which was eventually called New Door Ventures. They're still around and they ran a screen printing shop called Ashbury Images, which just closed, unfortunately. So they didn't make it through this, um, they, they lost some funding and unfortunately didn't, didn't, aren't able to continue. But uh, what, what Ashbury Images was at the time was a, um, a nonprofit that hired uh, formerly homeless individuals and people in substance abuse, abuse recovery to do screen printing. So we sort of cut our teeth in the industry there. Um, and that was, you know, 20 years ago um, that we kind of came together and were working there. And in fact, I was one of Jeff's first um, hires 
that was had you know sort of like ticked all the boxes for the mission there um and and what happened for me was i i i started as like shipping and receiving clerk and doing some light admin kind of following up with invoicing for clients and i was working about 20 hours a week and it quickly turned into me doing customer service then sales doing some graphics figuring out production and jeff left and i took over the general manager job there at that point and at that at that time i was like you know i i get it I get this industry. I'd been a baker before and screen printing especially really made sense to me because it's a very similar process in terms of mixing inks and the curing process because, mm-hmm. you know, baking unlike, unlike cooking is a science. So um, all that stuff kind of like ma- really made sense to my brain. And, um, and then I worked at a, I switched sides and worked at a, at, on the supplier side um, uh, at a, uh, at a contract screen printing shop up in West Sacramento, which is, now been sold as well, um, called motion company. Um, and so I kind of learned the things that, you know, distributors were looking for in terms of suppliers. Mm -hmm. And it really gave me an even better perspective on customer service because, you know, I was like, you know, when somebody's calling you and like, why is my order going to be, you know, late a day, the pressure that they're under from the client. So you kind of like can, you know, empathize with that in a different way. And so it really taught me to, to have more patience with my customers too. Like, okay, you know, they're like, they're stressed and they're getting pressure. And so, and it's the same way for our clients as, mm-hmm. as distributors, right? Right. If, because the person that's placing the order isn't necessarily the person in charge of the entire project that that order is going out for, whether it's an event or a recruiting, you know, kind of uh, program or, you know, gifting program, they have, they have to answer to somebody. And so like, it really got kind of like really kind of built in that understanding of like, there's people answering to other people involved Mm -hmm. in this process. And the stress that they're putting on me isn't necessarily because they're just a bad person or they're, they're being mean. They're like under pressure from whoever they're answering to too. So it like it, it's helped kind of formulate how I deal with clients as well. And the trying to really like run fast to help them, you know, and you know, so, um, you know, as, as luck would have it, I was in, um, uh, the whole foods in San Francisco on Franklin street. And I bumped into Jeff, uh, I was here like on the weekend and I bumped into Jeff, uh, and he was, looking to start something new and he just didn't quite know what it was yet. So we started to talk about different ideas and we'd always just run a screen printing shop. It wasn't, we didn't do really promo products or anything else that, you know, that the industry does. So we, but we landed on a distributorship because we wanted to be able to hire, hire people and hire paying professional jobs, you know? And so that's how it started. And then we added production and warehouse as the company grew. Um, So, you know, you know, really we, it's been trial by fire. It's a yeah. We learned how to do web stores really early on. Mm-hmm. We're, in fact, we were offering before many of the p- other, you know, suppliers or uh, distributors in the industry were. Um, so in two, we launched our first web store at the beginning of 2010 mm-hmm. um, and on sh- uh, a little known platform called Shopify. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and now they're a huge platform and we've mm-hmm. been with them so long. We have a really incredible relationship with them. We're a plus, uh, partner with them so we have full access to all their apis and we can do what basically whatever we want we build our own apps in-house um so we you know it's really been kind of an amazing journey we've 
we've, uh, we, we, our first big client, um, was a company, um, you know, little company called Dropbox and mm -hmm. they at the time had 25 employees and we were making business cards for them. Yeah. And they're still our client. All the techie and, stuff in there in California. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, it's just been sort of like, I feel like a lot of the, the growth and the change in the industry, we've been able to sort of be like, like in the first wave of it because yeah. of where we are. And okay. it's not because we're smarter than anyone else because this industry is full of incredibly smart people and like amazingly creative people. And one of the things I've noticed and I really love, and this is why it was so great when, you know, this kind of reach out happened about doing mm -hmm. this podcast is that we have, we compete with each other, mm -hmm. but it's, it feels more like a friendly competition. And when somebody's really like down and like needs help with something and they can't figure out the solution, like jump on Facebook to a, you know, distributor yeah. group or, you know, like put a post up on, on ESP or, right. you know, and, and the amazing thing for me is, you know, even if some of the comments come back with a little snark or kind of, yeah. you know, little, you know, poking and sarcasm, the help is there. Absolutely. You know, and I can't honestly say that about a lot of other industries and yeah, the people that I've met, I've made, I've made <laughs> lifelong friends in this industry. Yeah. Like, same. I mean, there, there are people that I had to call when my dad passed away because they had stayed at my parents' house. Oh, I love you know that. what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's like, I, and I, I feel like we have, we, you know, when we add in things like the program that, that you're running mm -hmm. um, and people buy into it, like they really buy in, like, yeah. you know, like, and it's yeah. genuine. Right. You know, we, we don't, we don't want to be like wasteful and like trying to greenwash. Like, I, I feel right. like people are like super genuine in this industry and it's, it's actually like, it's a really refreshing, like, like experience to go. And I, I actually go to PPAI every year mm -hmm. more to just see people I like than yeah, it's actually, a big, big reunion. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I do always see a great product. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And that's my ultimate goal, but it's, it's like, you know, I run into people that I don't see, but once a year and it's right. never like, Hey, how are you doing? It's always like hugs and handshakes yeah. and, you know, high fives. And you know, it's, it's like, I feel like it's sort of like the part of the, some of the high school experience I missed out on sometimes. Oh. You know, <laughs> well, good. You know, like in a positive way, not in a, yeah, you know, not yeah. A, that's, a I mean, that's, that's exactly nail on the head. I mean, it's just awesome. And so now with promo cares, we're trying to like, not just be the transactional and the, you know, not thinking about it and just throwing our logo on a bunch of stuff, but like, what can we do and how can we make an impact in totally. all different buckets? And it's not just um, the go giver attitude and giving back, but it's also, you know, sustainability and then it's um, diversity and inclusion. And there's, there's a lot of different buckets that our industry just kind of like glazes over. But now that we're grown up in $26 billion in revenue, it's like, you know, we yeah. should, we should take part of making this world a better place. So I, I agree. So tell us a little bit about your social mission for social imprints and kind of how you approach yeah. that. So we're the, the idea was, was always to hire people to train them in higher paying professional positions. What we noticed working at Ashbury Images was there were a lot of people like me coming out of um, either, you know, structured rehabs or in other institutions or incarceration that not only had, you know, a high amount of sort of, um, you know, savvy and common sense in terms of like dealing with people, 
you mm-hmm. know, being able to read people and, but also a lot of intelligence and resourcefulness. And they were getting sort of lost in the mix, right? Like a lot of times when you come out of, especially, you know, prison situations, the job offering is not yeah. fantastic, right. you know, and not that there's a bad job to be had. I, I've done literally everything. I've washed dishes and, you know, like I'm, I definitely, I, I need to keep busy and I love to work. I'm not, mm-hmm. I make no bones about it. And the, but for people that were in similar situations that wanted more, there just wasn't a lot of options. So the idea was we would simply start offering that more opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll give you room to grow. We'll give you a profit sharing plan. We'll give you, you know, um, the training that you need to do your job. And, you know, so we, we, you know, historically the mission for us has kind of been, uh, you know, there's, there's sort of two key things that happen. One, we have the, this kind of vast opportunity to help who we can help, you know, and we don't know who it's going to be that's going to walk through the door next. We just don't. And when we post a job, right. And then there's the part of it where we can use it, you know, around that hook to get people to talk to us about what we do. And Mm -hmm. who hasn't been touched by substance abuse or mass incarceration in the United States at this point, I I cannot seriously name any one of my friends and family, you know, because I mean, obviously they were involved with me, but you know, but beyond that, you know, that have most people that I talk to about sort of these two issues have a story of some form or another you know, family member, friend, right. you know, spouse, you know, fill in the blank. And it's, uh, it's become, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, even more so than what's going on with COVID. I mean, this is like, this is an ongoing, you know, problem in this uh-huh. country. And so when I talk to, you know, a lot of the ways that we do things or at social imprints is, you know, and I don't want to obviously give up the the total secret sauce no, of how we get leads. But the fact of the matter is when I call uh, uh, on, a, on a company and I want to talk to somebody, I will usually call their, their corporate social responsibility people. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, here's what we're doing. And we see that it aligns with these three initiatives that you've given money to. How can we work together? Yeah, now, and it, you know, it's sort of our foot in the door. Mm-hmm. What I also tell them is if we don't offer stellar customer service and product quality that there's five people minimum waiting behind me to come snatch that business from me. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we've been on, we've been pretty lucky. We've been on a pretty solid growth trajectory over the last 10 years. Last year was the first time that we were sort of flat, but we had spent most of our time and resources rebuilding our infrastructure Mm -hmm. and moving into a much larger facility. So we knew that was going to happen. Right. so we had choked back the business development a bit and I didn't come back to that department until the beginning of this year. And we were off to our best start ever, you know, until COVID hit, you know, and, you know, we're down 40%, which is less than the industry average. Yeah. I think you're saying 50 to 60% is what it's going to say. Yep. And some people are down like 80%, you know, and you know, our biggest hurdle right now um, is that, a lot of we had really invested in like events you know yeah yeah and we did a lot of our own events like we went to south by southwest every year set up a uh basically what looked like a small version of our shop and and showroom so we were we would print live at the event and we had like a showroom there and we would just you know we always had a line around our booth right 
and we don't have the option to bring back leads from a from the south yeah. by southwest right now so you know you know it's been a little more of a challenge this year but i think you know in terms of what we do um that hasn't changed and yeah. you know we have people in today even temps in doing a big packaging job for us that have you know pretty you know intense backgrounds mm -hmm. and those are the temps that we bring in are the ones that we look to for our hiring pool if they do a good job they can come in and show up on time every day ready to work to package shirts chances are they can show up on time ready to work every day when we want to train them to do account management or purchasing or exactly. you know so um that's sort of yeah. how our mission ties into like the sales side and the the job growth side right yeah. and i just looked on your website and saw 80 percent of the workforce is what yeah keep yeah up. we try to keep that up uh, in our operating agreement i think it's like 68 percent. that's awesome so um we, we try to keep it up it's you know there's there's ebbs and flows to it like Absolutely. with any business right and um trying to finish this coffee but it's cold <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, i hate when that happens <laughs> um so uh you know it's but it's it's definitely i think having to like the my, jeff and i have have incredibly different backgrounds in terms of like what drives us to do what we do mm -hmm. um and but we really land on the same page as far as doing what we do Right. And I mean, you're we, also, we also have very different skill sets in terms of how we interact with, you know, clients and vendors and, and, you know, and J Jeff has a business degree from Cal, you mm -hmm. know, I have a degree from, you know, uh, <laughs> County jail in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> so, but, but it like where, where he, he offers a ton of guidance for me around business related issues and can go through our numbers and explain them in a way mm -hmm. that like a layman can understand. Mm -hmm. I can then do the same around connecting with our clients and our staff uh, when it comes to really explaining the heart for giving that we have as a company. Exactly. Now, so there's a, it's, it's been a pretty good, you know, uh, and as with all relationships, the differences are the attraction, you know? Yep. So, um, it's, it's, you know, we work together for 20 years, you know, sometimes we want to kill each other. Yeah. But <laughs> partnership, <laughs> most of the time we have each other's backs and we're, we're on the same page and, you know, and, you know, we, you know, we learned a long time ago not to like take, uh, you know, former employees, who are upset because things didn't work out, you know, personally. And we also learned not to take all the credit for the successes either right. because someone has to have that drive to achieve the things that they want to achieve. We're just here to offer the support. So they have some place to put that drive. Right. Right. So, but I can't do it for them. Right. Exactly. Nor can I change their experience working for us. You know, if, right. if, if someone's not going to, not going to buy in or, or be happy, there's not a whole hell of a lot I can do about that. That's true. That's their, that's their thing. Wake up in a good mood or a bad mood. Um, <laughs> that's what my dad always said. You can wake up in a good mood or a bad mood. I'm like, Oh, got it. Okay. It's all how you do it. Um, so if, if another distributor or supplier is interested, is are there any programs like you had mentioned that Ashbury had, had yeah. down, but then I know here in Phoenix, we had one called um, tumbleweed and it was the same concept. They hired homeless mm -hmm. um, to come and, and, print and yep. it was a social enterprise for a homeless shelter that we have. Awesome. But um, same thing. 
that, that yeah. shut down a couple of years ago because it's, it was, it's a real hard deal. But if someone wanted to hire someone that has been incarcerated or anything, is there, is there anywhere you can look for? I mean, there's, there's definitely programs, um, a great program, you know, and we work with a lot of California based mm -hmm. obviously. And yeah. I go into San Quentin, um, and do a program called, uh, prison to employment connection. Um, and there's none of the employers are obligated to hire anyone from the program. We just go in and do mock interviews and read resumes and oh, allow them awesome. to practice their sort of their interview skills. And yep. I will say in all sincerity that a lot of those guys are more prepared than people that come in that aren't yeah. on the social mission. Yeah. They're like ready to go. And the entitlement is not there. They're like, I need this. <laughs> well, and the eye contact is the crazy yeah. part. You know, like I, I just am blown away by some of these guys. And, you know, and I say this all the time. It's an honor for me to go in there. No joke. Absolutely. Like I make no bones about it. Like yeah. I leave there with getting more out of my, my, you know, my day there than probably they get from me, quite honestly. Right. Like I, I leave and I'm like, yes. You know, yeah. um, so there's a lot of prisons uh, across the U.S. that are doing good sort of post-release programs. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that could be improved. But I think if you look in any local, like if you just do a Google search in your local area and just, you know, uh, prison to work programs or, you know, um, that's one area to do it. The other, the other thing that I would probably strongly suggest is that people connect with, um, with local nonprofits that are doing work with you know, that are av advocacy nonprofits that are doing work with um, formerly homeless individuals, people, you know, a lot of times uh, people run into issues around being housed when it, you know, when they're, they're it, the family's been broken up for some reason, mm -hmm. um, whether it's divorce or, you know, lack of responsibility, whatever the reason, you know. Um, so, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I always, I have a huge, like, soft spot for, you know, single parents that are trying to to make it through. I mean, I just, you know, I've, uh, as a, as a, as a divorcee, I, you know, I, in seeing, you know, even with all of the support, you know, the struggles of myself and my ex-wife sometimes just to get along, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, it's just hard. I mean, I, you know, and so I, I have a, a really like, I'm drawn to that. And, you know, so I think that any organization in, in the area that's working with, people that are um, that are impoverished is a great way to go as well. And oftentimes if you can do a flexible schedule, uh, these men and women that are trying to raise their families alone are going to be incredibly loyal and yeah. work super hard. And if they have the support of an organization that's helping them with childcare, all the better. Right. Right. So, um, you know, uh, that's the other part of it is if you hire somebody that needs really desperately needs a second chance or even a third or fourth chance, and you, and you treat them with respect and like any other employee, the amount of loyalty that you're going to get uh, is you're going to get like tenfold back what you give. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. 100% has been my absolute experience for the last 20 years. Like yeah. it does not take a whole lot. Yeah. You that know? Makes, makes a lot of sense. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing. That's a very unique uh, way to, to go to employment and it just yeah. not something you see a lot. So thank you for sharing all yeah. that information. Um, anything else you want to share with the, the crowd? No, I mean, I think that the, you know, I'm, I'm super open to discuss with anyone um, looking to kind of adjust their business model, mm -hmm. you know, and again, you know, we're, you know, the good news for us is we concentrate pretty heavily on Northern California since there's so much money to be made from the companies that we are living close to. Um, you know, 
I'm happy to to chat with anyone though, even people in our local market, you know, really. Thank you. Um, you know, I think that we have a huge opportunity. And when you when we're looking at organ or um suppliers right now like Threadfast, who's doing it just a killer job with apparel, which is the hardest one in my opinion. I, I don't care what anyone says. The apparel yeah. industry has been a disaster for for years in terms of like pollution and and mm -hmm. how we treat the environment. You know, the fact is that there's, you know, companies like Bella Canvas and and Alternative and and you know, and the list just goes on on Sandmar's just like crushing I mean, it with this stuff. They they you know, came on a couple months ago and I was just like I, you know, and, and so, and I, if I leave anyone out, I apologize, but there are some amazing apparel. Yeah. All made right. is another great one. Yep. And Sam yep. picked them up as a, yep. as, um, so tell me again, was it thread? What was the first one? Thread fast. It's a, yeah, they're, they, they run their product through alpha broder and okay. they're, um, they, uh, they have, they have a mix of reprieve certified polyester and better cotton initiative cotton. Okay. And their t-shirts and then now they're rolling the reprieve poly into all of their lines i love it so all of their polyester is going to be recycled water bottles uh and i think they actually started that this year um so really along the same lines as all made and the stuff sandmar is doing right now mm -hmm. um and so you know there's a and the great the greatest part about it is there the some of the pricing is in line with you know some of the other fashion tees that are out there right now yeah and you know, and obviously Bella Canvas is a no-brainer. They cut everything in, in California and they're right. so, a solar-powered facility, yeah. Yeah. you know? So that's kind of low-hanging fruit right there. And that, right. that's part of the reason for us that they're, they're, they've been our number one t-shirt supplier for the last like five years. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, we're, we're moving the needle. We have a long way to go, but it's definitely, you're starting to see more and more pop up and there's more of a focus on it and, and the end users are asking about it too because you're seeing a lot of the corporations get sustainability managers yep. and it's like... Yep. Yep. You got to catch up here. <laughs> well, and when you've got companies like Leeds, like pushing, like, you know, like their wheat plastic and other stuff, you're, you're really seeing that like, you know, these huge suppliers are really buying into this and yeah. it's, you know, it's a benefit to all of us. You Absolutely. Know? And, and I just, I love that they're doing it. I, you know, I used to do this. I, I've been yelling about this for years and I'm, you know, like I was like, like it was somehow like my cause. And yeah. now, now I'm like, Oh my gosh, our industry is like really, like really trying now this mm -hmm. is like no joke and you know i think companies are seeing more and more of the benefit of like adding that sustainability factor to their to their Absolutely. product line and i i love it i'm so happy yeah. i am too i think it's yeah. great yep. all right thank well thank you so much for your time today yeah. we appreciate yeah. it nice yeah, to meet thanks, you thanks for what you do all right